This large-scale installation work, entitled See-Through, is by Alfredo and Isabella Quillazan, Filipino-Australian artists who are based in Brisbane. It consists of two separate arrangements of textiles displayed within one room of the gallery. Both these textile structures are made of pinion cloth, which is woven from the leaves of pineapple plants. The first work consists of three large pinion cloth panels, intricately embroidered, suspended from the ceiling of the gallery. They are grouped together in front of a single white gallery wall. The central panel is the largest and is flanked by a narrower panel on each side. The central panel is the full height of the gallery space and measures 3,160 millimetres high and 3,000 millimetres wide. The adjacent panel on the right measures 3,300 millimetres high and 76 millimetres wide. The panel on the left measures 3,370 millimetres high and 76 millimetres wide. The fabric of these two side panels extends from the ceiling and drapes onto the floor of the gallery in front of the viewer. These panels are placed 10 centimetres in front of the central panel and to each side, so that when viewing directly from the front, they overlap the outer edges of the central panel. The overall appearance of the central panel is of a highly decorative 17th century illustrated map. The pinya fabric has a sheer diaphanous appearance with a lustrous shine. It is of an ivory white colour and it is intricately embroidered in fibres of varying shades of white, off-white, cream, champagne and ivory. This embroidery gives the appearance of the designs floating on the surface of the fabric. There is an embroidered plain rectangular border 25 centimetres from the edge of the fabric. The border is composed of simple double lines and in the space between these lines are repeating pairs of pineapples. Inside the border is a circular map of the globe. The edge of the map is decorated in the same way with double lines and repeating pairs of pineapples. The globe is embellished with glossy white meridian and latitude lines which extend beyond the boundaries of the globe to the edges of the outer border. Each country of the world is depicted with a slightly flattened effect and embroidered with darker stylized contour lines. At the top of the globe is an intricately decorated crown with a simplified central fleur-de-lis shape and egg shape decorations. The base of the crown is adorned with repeating jewel-like oval shapes. At the bottom of the globe is another smaller crown, less decorative than the uppermost crown, with small jewels embedded in the diamond-shaped projections. Embroidered throughout the map are various nautical references, including four decorative images of early navigational compasses. There are also depictions of early sailing boats. One is a cutter, the other a tall ship sailing under full mast. Scattered throughout the globe are multiple embroidered images of pineapples adjacent to or on top of the countries. 
Fine, curving arrows indicate the movement of the pineapple plant between these countries as it was spread by Spanish expansion across the globe. Each pineapple base is wrapped in a scroll, which is embellished with the year the plant arrived in each country. In each corner of the panel, in the space created between the straight border and the edge of the globe, is further decorative embroidery. In the top right corner is a pineapple, its base wrapped in a scroll situated in front of the globe of the world, marked with luminous meridians and latitude lines. In the bottom right-hand corner is a ship's anchor with its chain wrapped around it. In the bottom left corner is a decorative rectangular scroll with a curved top. There are small leaves decorating the top edges and sides of the scroll and a small crown on the top. There is faint writing inside. In the top left hand corner is a globe of the world with a decorative scroll in front of it. This globe extends beyond the rectangular border and overlaps the central map image. The two side panels are also made of piña cloth but have a different appearance to the central piece. Rather than a solid fabric, the fibres have been manipulated into precise, small, geometric shapes. This embroidery technique is called collado. The impression is of delicate white lace woven in an intricate web-like symmetrical design. There are repeating horizontal and vertical rows of diamonds, hexagons, rectangles and interlocking ovals, giving the appearance of a tessellation. The oval shapes are the largest, approximately the size of a thumbnail. The smaller diamonds and hexagons are approximately a third of that size. There are also teardrop shapes, about the size of half a thumbnail scattered irregularly on top of the geometric patterns. At the end of each panel, there are two central embroidered pillars overlaying the lace, which begin 60 centimetres above the base of the fabric and include decorative swirls and leaves. If the viewer stands directly in front of the installation, the lace pattern of the overlapping panels is positioned in front of the unadorned outer border of the central panel, so that this part of the fabric is seen through the shapes, adding an additional layer of complexity to the overall visual effect. The second installation is situated in the centre of the gallery room, adjacent to the first installation. It consists of 15 panels of pinya cloth, which are suspended from the ceiling. They are arranged adjacent to each other in the shape of a square. Each side of the square structure is composed of four panels, except one side, which has three panels. Each panel is 3,250 millimetres high and 76 millimetres wide. The panels are the full height of the gallery space, so the square structure creates a room with the panels forming the walls. The fabric of each panel has a pale off-white translucent appearance and white horizontal fibres are visible. There is differing embroidery apparent on each panel in shades of cream, champagne and ivory.
Through the transparent fabric, which acts like a screen, the viewer observes the interior of the created space, which is empty, but brightly lit. This lighting backlights the fabric, increasing its luminescence and lustrous appearance. The panels are not anchored to the gallery floor, so the air currents within the gallery space create an almost constant movement of the panels. They billow gently inwards and outwards, giving the impression of a light summer breeze moving through soft curtains. The fabric seems as light as air. On one side of the structure, where there are only three panels, the viewer can enter the interior space. The single panel that has been removed from this side hangs at the entrance to the exhibition. Inside the space, the viewer has the impression of being in a bright room surrounded by gently rippling luminous curtains. Each panel is embroidered with a horizontal row of pineapples at a height of 120 centimetres from the floor. On some panels there are three pineapples, on others there are four. The pineapples are linked by a line of interlocking leaves. On each pineapple there is a date of significance regarding the introduction of the pineapple plants throughout the world. This timeline begins with 200 BC and concludes with the present day. Immediately above each pineapple are individual cursive scripts, which explain the history of the dispersion of the pineapple and its importance around the world. Above and below each pineapple row is more embroidery. The base of each panel is individually decorated with two central columns, which begin 60 centimetres above the base of the fabric. No two panels are the same. Some of the decorative designs on the columns are intricately detailed geometric patterning, and some are embellished with swirling vines and leaves. Above the row of pineapples are more individual and intricate decorations. Some are simply small shapes and flowers, while others have more elaborate designs with long, vertical, repeating geometric designs or swirling lines, which continue to the top of the panel. <laughs>